This is an explicit podcast. Welcome to Notorious Asia Sigma, an Asia Sigma podcast coming to you from New Zealand. I am your host, Big Sean, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tubbs, where we put the spotlight on the match play community in New Zealand, carrying off local tournaments, lists, and the occasional battle time. Welcome to Notorious Asia Sigma, episode 32. We are back in your motherfucking ears after quite the hiatus, I would say. Uh, not intentional, um, or maybe yeah, it's just because we're lazy cunts. But either way, we're back. We're going to talk some Hammer. We're going to talk some events. We're going to talk, you know, what's going on at the moment. New releases, all that sort of low-hanging fruit shit. It's me, Big Sean, Alpha Sean, and I'm joined by my ever-loyal and trusty co-host, Betabit Sean. How are you, buddy? Hey, buddy. L- laugh it up, man. Laugh it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It kind of hurts now at this point because I've lost a couple times now. In a row, or just in yeah. general? No, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the joke that me and, me and Sean have running is that whoever has won the last game of Warhammer is the Alpha and the other one's the Beta. It's real toxic masculinity sort of bullshit, but it's just a bit of dance between us. So we are back in your ears after I think December was the last time we recorded, bro. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. So. And I'm pretty sure on that December podcast, we said we'd be back in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, we did. Yeah, um, it's it's been a couple of months, so sorry about that, listeners, but this is why we don't have a Patreon or anything of the sort, because we don't want to um, ask people for money for putting out pretty crappy, inconsistent content. So, so yeah. How you been anyway, dude? Yeah, like, yeah, good, bro. Good, bro. I think half the reason why... I don't know, I feel like I let it down a little bit since I really wasn't playing a lot of AOS at that point and it sort of felt like I wasn't actually, I don't know, up to date or up to spec with what was going on. So it's, it feels hard to talk about it on the on the interwebs if you don't know, you know, what's happening. Yeah, and I think that's a pretty fair comment to say, man. I mean, obviously COVID has, um, ex- you know, grossly impacted uh, the state of the game within New Zealand and around the world. You know, it's a social in-person game and it is a bit hard to get jazzed and passionate about the game when you're not actually playing the game, which is, I know, both mine and yours' main driver for the game. It's right. it's the playing the game. It's not the hobby side of it. You know, maybe if I was a bit of hobbyist, then I would have powered through, but I'm not. That's fair. We all we all know a podcast too, which is uh, used to be full of people that knew what they're talking about and still going. And I don't think anybody wants to be that podcast today. <laughs> wow, coming out. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Let's alienate ourselves from the rest of the community. Let's go. I'm all aboard. High energy, buddy. High energy. <laughs> so, what have you you been doing much since? <laughs> Fuck, have you been doing much since? December, bud? Like, you said you weren't playing many games, are you now sort of getting back into it? What's, what's the go? Yeah, I've been... I've got hard onto TTS now. Um, my community's basically fallen apart in, um, in my local scene. So, the easiest way for me to get consistent games um, against players that aren't brand new is, is TTS. And I'm actually loving it, honestly. It's, it's really cool. I can write whack lists like I do all day anyway and um, I don't have to buy all the models or do awful proxies to play them so that's pretty cool yeah dude I totally agree I've I've played a couple of games of TTS not 
oh, the last one I played was probably about six months ago or so, maybe even longer. Um, and I like it exactly for that fact that there's no investment money wise into building an army. There's no time investment into, you know, painting it and so on. And you can just try random work shit. And um, depending on where you go on on the internet, and I guess mainly Discord, um, you can always find a game. And it's cool just to be able to connect with other, um, you know, other Warhammer enthusiasts from around the world, which is, you know, it's just easy and accessible. I don't think it's obviously going to replace a tabletop game. No. Um, I know in the UK they do like a lot of TTS tournaments because they've pretty much been in a lockdown for the last year or so which isn't the case for like countries like New Zealand and Australia, for example, who have been relatively normal except for the sort of maybe a couple of week lockdown or weekend lockdown. Except um, for every time we've got a tournament coming up. Yeah, that's been a real down buzz, man. And I think that's been part of, yeah, part of why the community doesn't really want to... And I, I mean, I obviously don't speak for the community, but it's been a reason, I guess, on a personal level why I've been hesitant to run events because obviously there's a lot of financial investment and time investment. Um, and just to have, you know, COVID just turn up and, and um, postpone or completely cancel your event, you know, at short notice, um, obviously it's no one's fault. You know, it's, it's well out of our control. I think that's been a reason why there hasn't been as many people wanting to put their hands up outside of like the club sponsored events that we've talked about previously, where I run, multiple game systems yeah i um, think they're actually going to be awesome coming in this year as all those standard tournaments that are run every year um they'll hopefully like break the ice to everyone else so that i don't know we feel comfortable running tournaments again like mitch has done mitch has actually done fucking keller down mm-hmm. here in sort of lower north island mm-hmm. he's been putting on a bunch even through sort of the the shaky times so shout out to that man yeah, Mitch is a thirsty boy for the hammer at the moment. I'll tell you that he's um, he's been loving his hammer and he's been buying. And I'm pretty sure between now and this time last year, he maybe had like two armies or something like that, or maybe one army. But now he's got like four or five, maybe even six, and they're all painted. So yeah, he's a thirsty boy. Um, that's enough of fluffing up, Mitch. So you want to talk about you know maybe some new releases, some some stuff that's come out recently as we're speaking on. What's the day today, man? It's the 8th of April. It's a Thursday night. Start of April. Yeah, straight after, yeah. Straight after Luminef and Techless, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, and they officially came out last weekend. Yeah. Like, as an in-store and able to buy. You got any You got any thoughts of... First of all, I guess we wouldn't be a, a Warhammer podcast if we didn't touch on the Luminef having two brand-new releases in the space of, what was it, like eight, nine months? Honestly, if I was a Luminef player, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't understand why. Like, I get why people are upset, but like when the when they released the first book, it was like a big dude, some basic bitch like foot guys, and some cows that you didn't really see. Like, the second book has really given it the flavor. Like, it seemed quite boring, honestly, looking from the outside in. Yeah, bro. The first Luminef book, and I know like you seemed pretty down on it, like, you know, like it just to seem like there was fuck mm. all to do in the book, honestly. Um, but I've played a little, I've played one game against the new book on, um, on TTS with some of the Rue Riders and Severith and all that shit. And yeah, it was cool. Like 
that army looks fun and I don't know, layered, you know. Whereas yeah, right. before it just looked like some standy around boys and techless. Yeah, and I mean I picked up all new stuff and um it's not even all built, bro. Like it's not even all undercoated. Um I think I have one model painted and it was just a test model and um a lot of it relates to exactly what you just said. Like I was stoked to get the book and get you know the collector's edition copy that came out in like june that had you know it was like 360 bucks or whatever with the book and some widgets or whatever and pretty much like a start collecting army in there um and then when i realized or when it became apparent that you know the book was literally what you just said and the best list just seemed to be spamming Arches. Sentinels and wardens, yeah. right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it was so... There's no depth to it, I felt. And, I mean, I've always said that I'm a person who likes a wide range of units because I want to be able to do, um, you know, a bit of everything. You know, I don't have to be, you know, jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none, which is sort of what I, how I like to play. But, I mean, the Luminef definitely are masters in some areas. Um, like, coming from Stormcast, right, where there's like everything you know, oh, yeah, you've, got priests, you've got wizards you've got fast things you've got slow things you've got tanky things shooty things you, you know you've got like everything the only thing you don't have is like one wound tiny chaffy dickheads or like um, good magic <laughs> not good magic but yeah magic i guess but like you know going from that book to <clears throat> the luminef book where realistically like the horse guys seemed like a necessity in most lists just one yeah yeah the dawn riders just one unit but like the stone guys i don't know they seem slow and whatever and the cow guys seem like a fun unit i guess but not necessarily like super competitive so it just felt like you're super pigeonholed into taking like either heaps of wardens and sentinels or you take techless plus insert mm. number of wardens and sentinels here um and a cathala obviously but you know yeah i, I yeah. don't know that looks so boring to me even yeah, looking it, uh, even looking from like an angle where i don't play armies with huge ranges and you know you can go in every direction it just seems yeah yeah i don't no, know I, I wasn't super i wasn't super fluff so i like looking at this new book it seems like it adds so much to the army like that it's been missing out on. Yeah, and I I agree, dude. Like I was not super jazzed about the army for more or less the reasons I just said. Um it's yeah, it felt pretty boring, it just felt pretty spammy. And I felt like if we got this release last year, um, you know, all the new stuff come out last year. Uh, when I picked it all up, I would have been probably balls deep in it, and I probably would have been playing it non-stop since then. Um, yeah. You wouldn't but, have been playing the corn. You would have been playing your new Luminef. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a Luminef connoisseur, and I don't pretend to be, to be honest, because I've played maybe like 10 games of them, and I think I've only won maybe half of them, if that. Um, so, like, I definitely don't have as good of insight as some people around on the internet or in your local scene, but... It just wasn't tickling my bean, if you know what I mean, eh? And like yeah. now it's now it's sort of got me a little curious, which is um which is cool. 
but it kind of sucks because I'm getting married in about nine months and um, I'm, not buying, to yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not buying any hammer until after that um, for, for obvious reasons. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be cool because when I do pick up the army in, you know, like a, a 10 months time or whatever it may be, um, you know, it would have, it would have gone through. And the good combos yeah. and lists and ideas that are all sort of out there. Yeah, 100%. Like, we would have had a new edition. You know, we would have had AOS 3. We um, we would have had a couple of FAQs. And, you know, the, the meta would be evolved a bit more from what it is now. And um, maybe but, some more diffusive combos or, or you know, like, oh, yeah, that's too good to be true. So have been sort of cleared up by FAQs or the community or whatever it may be. The book screams AOS 3. Like, uh, yeah, we were saying before. We were saying before the like back when AOS one was coming to the end, the Maggotkin book was out, and it just seemed to function in the game completely different to the the other books that were out at the time. Like mm-hmm. it just had a little bit of extra here and there. We, <clears throat> you know, like they were casting spells at unlimited ranges with um, Rodigus and the Wheel and. You know, they had allegiance abilities and it trees. It had two and shit like that. You know, like, yeah. They had yeah. the foundations for summoning, but back in AOS 1, you still had to actually pay the points for a summoning pool as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, they're like, you can get so many contingent points, and then you can summon, but you also have to pay points on top of that. And then as soon as AOS 2 dropped, that book was obviously poised because it was written with AOS 2 in mind. So Yeah, and then it made a lot more sense. Like, it wasn't quite... It wasn't quite as dominant dominant as it was, or like mm-hmm. just it just seemed abusive but at the end of AOS one. But yeah. obviously, when AOS two rolled out, you're like, oh, actually, now I've got a thirty inch unbind range and I can actually stop your spells. And mm-hmm. uh, I've got you know everyone's got command abilities and summoning and you know things like that, and mm-hmm. it all makes more sense. And that's sort of what I see from the Luminef, like this. They've got a lot of funky, weird mechanics that I don't know. I you haven't seen on other armies. Like piling in seems to be a huge thing that come out in that Teclas book. Like yeah, I so Severith has a little thing, and the kangaroos can go the wrong way, and Luminous got a whole bunch. But so does the Nurgle stuff that come out, like the um, Splippity Blip Blop Man. Mm-hmm. He affects opponents pile in as well like there's some cool stuff there where it makes me wonder if that's going to be more of a mechanic um going into aos 3 like uh ways to like i've heard about like reaction points or something like that when people charge you like yeah it would make sense that if there's mechanics like that coming out that yeah there's mechanics around negating charges or pylons and and stuff like that so maybe you know mechanics like that will lower the damage output of units because you know obviously they can't get models in combat Mm -hmm. and maybe that will help with this sort of you know with power creep to a point where output is so huge in some of these new books Mm -hmm. that units almost aren't defensive enough or they're just like overly and sort of like disgustingly defensive that it's you know it's abusive but in the other direction so i'm quite interested to see what happens there and you know if you've got a a way to 
run away instead of getting punched in the combat phase like that's obviously gonna gonna affect that directly yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do in that space and just touching on the Lumineth Parlin thing um, I personally kind of hate it to be honest like I personally don't like the amount of rules that are on War Scrolls already um, yeah. this is just too much admin too much bookkeeping and everything can do like especially it feels like an Illuminate book it feels like everything can do a lot and I mean I said it before on the podcast and publicly that like I wish they sort of had you know your battle line units had like one special rule um yeah not multiple like you know you get like a sergeant or like a, a leader in the unit a champion he gets an extra attack you get like a horn blow or something and it's like consistently plus one to run or charge or something like that or reroll charge you know just something basic and then a, a banner is like plus one bravery or reroll battle shock or something. And then you get like one little ability to the side um, of, you know, maybe you get an extra arm save or um, if yeah. there's so many guys or, or something like that. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm not trying to rewrite every war scroll, but you see the war scrolls now and you're like, okay, cool. Champ. Yeah, sweet. All good. Oh, and once per combat, at, I'm just reading the warden scroll, you know. Pick a unit within three on a two plus set D3 mortals. Yeah, cool. So metal weapons. Okay, cool. So you do mortals and sixes. Um, you know, oh, and then addition to that, well, not in addition, sorry, in a completely separate rule. Um, you know, if someone charges you, get plus one rend and, and weapon, sorry, plus one wound and plus one damage. Um, no, it is wound and rend. It's not damage. Apologies. Oh, and then also, guess what? They're a wizard. And you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just wish all like the zombie unit, right? That came out and the war scroll from it's the same as it was in 2015. It makes no sense to me why a fucking zombie can get up to two to hit and freeze to wound. That makes it was, no sense. It was always like that though, like. But it's that, so stupid because it meant to be like bullshit sixty point <laughs> ten model unit that's like they're just there to take up space they're not meant to be efficient on the board they're just literally meant to be a space eater or like a tar pit because still trying to remove is it 60 they can go up to 60, in a unit yeah yeah I, like, I believe they can go above by killing unit uh, by killing models out of units they used to be able to i yeah, haven't looked at the war i don't think they do anymore they still can they just get the like plus one a hit if they've got so many models and then plus yeah, two, yeah. if they've got so many more and they get pluses to wound and if there's a corpse cart nearby, they get plus. It makes, oh, I fucking hate it, man. Like, honestly, that is, it's so stupid to me. They they literally should just be a tarpa because you still, if you've got a unit you know, of 60, still having to do 60 damage. I mean, I know they don't have any save, or I hope they don't have any save. Um, You know, still trying to do 60 wounds to a unit in a turn or 60 damage to a unit in a turn that can regrow itself if, you let your opponent or if your opponent gets a turn after you it's still it's still a challenge you know not every army can do it it's just fucking dumb why do you why do they hit better than like a liberator all of a sudden or like almost every hero in the game you know yeah why do they wound at the same rate as a star drake it's sort of yeah it fucks me off but i think there's too much rules bloat in relation to war scrolls specifically i feel like the game itself and the core rules are still pretty good um i don't overly like having to introduce game breaking abilities to every new book that comes out that's 
sort of irks me a little bit. But yeah, anyway, that's just like a side rant. So is there anyway. so is there anything you'd like to see come out in AOS three? Like any change to the game or the way a mechanic functions or anything like that? Is there anything like on the top of your mind? Yeah, I I don't know, dude. Like I haven't like, because obviously, like, like I, when, taking when I, rules of, of War Scrolls, that's a huge job, but, like, mm-hmm. anything that they could change in the, the GHB or core rulebook itself and a couple of lines that are, that would impact the game. Because I, I know I've definitely got one, but, you know, is there anything that you've sort of been irking for for, yeah, for a I, while? Like... I don't know. I can react to stuff that I that I know, and then like if I read something, I can be like, I can form an opinion on it, right? I can be yeah. like, I like that or I don't. Um, probably the one that sticks out to me most off the top of my head because I really haven't given this much thought because I've never really considered that I'd ever be in a position to change a rule. Um, but it's probably the whoever deploys first chooses first turn or second. Yeah. Um, I think that's a bit shit because I feel like it advantages some armies significantly. Um, yeah. And then it obviously hurts other armies. And I feel like first turn is such a big deal. Like if you drop first, then like maybe a plus one to go first. I don't know if they did it in 40k. I'm not too sure. But yeah, I think it used to be. I don't like, know if it still was a thing, but I know it was a thing at one point. Yeah, like I'd be sort of happy with that, but that's just the immediate one. I also, you know what, I could also get rid of a priority rule and just have you go, I go. Um, but I feel like there would be less. I feel like that. I keeps think the if you got rid of the priority, I think if you got rid of the priority roll, you'd have to roll to see who got first turn. Otherwise, yeah. you'll get stuck in the spot where 40k has always been, where like whoever goes first has an advantage. Yeah, I've. I mean, I've watched and, a bunch of mini war. Um, a bunch of fantasy battle reports and a lot of them have been mini wargaming because they're the only ones who do it anymore. Um, and they're like, and because I didn't play fantasy at its peak, I don't know all the rules. Um, so I don't mind watching them because I think their contents, like their production's really good, but like when they used to do Sigma videos and I don't know if they still do, they were fucking terrible. Cause like they're really bad players. <laughs> so if I don't mind watching their fantasy reports because I don't know the rules of fantasy, so I'm not like educated enough if they're good players or not. I suspect they're not, but they're the only guys who do it regularly. And with the whole you go, sorry, this is a very long winded way no, of me no, this saying this whole idea. Yeah, is that like watching a game where it's like you go, I go? It's it's very sort of predictable, you know. Like, and you watch enough of these games, and it's like, okay, especially in fantasy where magic's such a big deal, um, and people can literally win or lose games um in like a magic phase um you know you're like okay i go first i move up slightly so i'm outside of your charge range forcing you to move up because i'm going to shoot you otherwise or magic you and then you move up and then uh, now i'm in charge range so i'm going to charge you you know i'm like okay cool so like it's very obvious how this game's going whereas i think the priority role in sigma keeps it um it's a lot more suspense in it yeah you know like there's a lot more tension because I mean, how many times have you heard it's someone say, less had I won the priority I, role, guess. I would have won the game sort of thing, you know, and it's... Yeah. Yeah. It's less um, like... James Page would probably never lose a game of Age of Sigma if it was you go, I go. Yeah. Probably not, bro. Probably not. <laughs> um, 
yeah, yeah. So well, anyway, what's what's your one? You said you had a rule that you'd like to change. Uh, just just before I get to that, and like in response to what what you were saying, so I really like whoever outdrops gets choice of turn. Like I like that. Oh fuck off! Go in away. The, wait, wait, wait. Let me let me get there. Let me get there. I like that in the in the list building stage. It's like another thing that you've got to think about putting into your list. Like it's another factor that you've got to you've got to work with. But what I'd really like to see them get rid of is this whole um so you take a one drop arm you take a change one two drop arm you take a change host and you don't have to drop it all at once you can just drop individually and then dump the rest of your army it feels oh, like yeah, that's a bit of, it, that's yeah it feels like you have this gigantic advantage because you get to choose who goes first and fuck anybody who thinks that having the choice of who goes first isn't a big advantage yeah and like, um I think and the Warspell Battalions are like so inconsistently written as well that you know you might just get lucky that your book has real banger battalions, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, which is out, really really cheap and have a lot of models in them. Yeah, but like, out, I, out, oh, go on, dude. Sorry, I, you keep. <laughs> I feel like you you get this huge advantage by being able to dictate who goes first, but you don't get the disadvantage of because you're such a low drop army your opponent gets to see where you've deployed everything and counter deploy to it because you can just singly singularly drop and then just before they have their last drop dump the rest of your fucking army um you get rid of that whole disadvantage like it it just pushes drops and whoever dictates the turn into such a like commanding position before you even start rolling dice for the game like, yeah uh, I'm I'm real I'm I'm so hard against that. I I don't mind whoever outdrops gets to to dictate the game. I think it's you know I th- I think it's cool for list building and it's it's cool for theory and you know list crafting and you know theory crafting and all that. Um, but yeah, I just don't like that they put it in even more of a commanding position by by letting you drop your army like that. Yep, I, I totally vibe that. And, like, a very practical example I can give you is uh, I've been playing Mitch recently quite a bit. Um, shout out Mitch. And he's picked up a Daughters of Cain army. And he and I've been playing a lot of corn against him. And he is pretty much always one or two drops less than my corn army. And his first two drops are always, like, big Marathi on the line. And you're like, cool. <laughs> I can't. I can't kill her. Like, whatever. Like, <laughs> I get no exactly information where, from that. Yeah, that's exactly where she was going to go anyway. And then next drop is like Little Marathi in the Arcane Scenery or like slightly back of Big Marathi. I'm like, cool, so you've dropped. You know, first of all, you won the dice roll. You picked the more favorable side. You made me drop first. And then I've got three drops down and you've got two Marathis down, which I can't kill until at best bottom of turn two which isn't going to be the case because you know like anyway it's that's just another side rant yeah. um so i so i know what you're saying like i don't like that you can also break up the battalions it should just be all or nothing like it used to be an aos yeah. one like yeah. yeah it all goes down or not nah, you do it all individually yeah. not one 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 six you know yeah it's yeah but what i would like to see changed um going into aos three and it's like this is a a big push it's a big shove um 
it's going back on my run of like how strong 25 mil base models are. So the, there's like there's two ways I see you fixing 25 mil base models. Either you rip all the models off 25 mils and put them all on 28s so that you can't attack through each other, which will never fucking happen, or the whole community will riot. Um, what I think they need to do is reduce the minimum reach of a model from one inch to half an inch. So now your goblin, now your witch elf, now your mortic guard, uh, you know, all that shit on one mil bases that can fight in two ranks, put them on half an inch. And now, yeah. now they can't yeah. fight through each other. Now it's not such a fucking huge bonus to being on a 25 mil base because literally anything on a 32 that only has a one inch reach that you want to take in a unit of 10 or bigger is like, it's so much worse not being able to fight through each other. Like, it's a huge drop in damage output not being able to get, you know, the five models that are standing behind the rest of the guys, like they're there to just die. Like they're the first models you pull off because they're not impacting the game. All they're doing is standing on the objective or counting as a wound sink before you actually get to the damage output from the unit, which is standing on the front line. I'd really, really, really like them to change it to half an inch. And then that opens some cool like uh, areas for uh, things like more like, different rules like maybe sneaky rats can attack uh through the model in front of it or something you know like you you open up paths for more variables in the game and you know a way to give each basic bitch unit its own identity and not just have oh it's on 25 mil base it is absolutely going to hit through its buddy which you know is so fucking good I know what you're saying, bro, but I they'll never make it a half inch because I think Why? I I just think because it's it's so much like it's so much harder to measure a half inch than an actual inch. Um unless you're on sort of combat gauges. Oh uh, dude, I think who doesn't, like, I, who doesn't have a combat gauge? And I, who who doesn't have a combat gauge that actually so if you don't earn a combat gauge like you're probably playing so loosely at that point that you're just eyeballing you don't give a fuck inch. anyway. You're yeah. just eyeballing yeah. an inch. I like, think the yeah, I think the better thing to do would just be to get rid of twenty five mils to be honest, bases. That's um I, like I if they do that, I'd see all these English guys standing in GW car park flipping cars. <laughs> like yeah. honestly, Rob Symes is sitting in front of like a big sign above his head. And they're flipping yeah. cars in the car park, like Yeah, I I get the reference. I don't know what Rob's um Rob's opinions are of 25 mil bases, but <laughs> I, I for one, yeah, I out of the two solutions that you mentioned within that, um, I would prefer them just have 28 mils because I don't like the whole 25s fighting in multiple ranks, um, especially when you can have some real abusive models on 25s. Um, I get it because it's like proper scale and so on, but yeah, but they don't yeah. need to. Have I, I, I wouldn't want to see. I wouldn't want to see decimal points included in any sort of movement or or hit um, because i think if you go the way that 40k has it where i think if you're within an inch of the model that's on the front line you can also hit but then you're getting rid of reach as a mechanic and i really like the i really like reach as a mechanic i think it's an awesome mechanic that has a lot of play in it 
So I don't, I don't want to see it go yeah. the same way as 40k has it, because I feel like that's taking away some some real cool shit in the game. Yeah, I just I just feel like people are fucking terrible at measurement in this game in general. Um, for the most part, I would rather just have keep it whole numbers and not bring in decimal points and just try to remove the the 25 mil bases. But that's just me, and obviously, yeah. I, and we're <laughs> we're obviously allowed to have different opinions on the yeah, same yeah, subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we're not gonna be like oh, <laughs> fuck that, Sean. He said this, and he disagreed with me. Like, no, nah, come on, boys. We're adults here, but that would be my my quick fix to it. Um, but the Lumineth book, any other hot takes? I mean, <laughs> that's where we started. And yeah, yeah. So I played... Um, I, I haven't read it, so I don't have an informed opinion on it that I'd want to put out on a podcast that's recorded that I could be held against me later <laughs> in a later date. I played um I played a game against a guy from the from Italy? From Italy, that's it, yeah. Uh, and he was playing Tony. two new Lumineth Battalions. I can't remember his name. Um, his coach? It was definitely not coach. <laughs> um, he was a good player. He was a good player. Um, and he had the Rue Riders and Severith and all that stuff and the Wind Mage, which I don't think is very good, but fuck you, Lee, you're wrong. Um and he jumped over first turn, and he slapped me with the Rue Riders and Severith. And then they fucked off, basically, all the way back to his own deployment zone, straight after they hit me, with a full move. And I was like, oh, man, that is a super cool mechanic. Like, he had speed of hish on the Rue Riders, so they were moving 32 inches on the way there and then 28 inches on the way back. But it let them take a full retreat move or normal move after they'd four or at the end of the combat phase or something like that yeah is that and just the way they could specific, like it's it's i can't remember what the fuck they're called now it's like they are they great nation is that what it is that yeah. gives them that ability oh is that the kangaroo one is that what it gives you that makes sense uh, but yeah, yeah. The, so yeah there's helion if that's how you pronounce it use command ability at the end of the combat phase if you do so pick one friendly helion unit there's four in that phase holy even 12 of a hero it can make a normal move, but cannot run. It can retreat. Yeah. Um, yeah so, so I'm assuming that's... I mean, again, I haven't read the book, so please don't crucify me if that's incorrect, but that is just off the top of my head what it would be. Because I have heard... I have listened to a couple of Lumineth reviews. I'm still looking for a good one, so if anyone knows of a good one, please send it my way. Um, but, yeah, that's exactly what he did. So it was really cool because it's like... He killed some chaffy Arcanaut screen, you know, like whatever. It's it doesn't hurt me, but at the same time, he hasn't actually traded anything for it. Whereas normally, if you don't have shooting output, you have to trade a unit to clear a screen like that. But instead, he could just come all the way over, yeah, so he just does whatever kill my fucking does. screen, and then leave. And then if I was playing a combat army, I I just lost a trade. Like I d- yeah, he's not even trading. Like He's just, yeah. Like he's just left. He's not out of position. He's not in my threat range. He's not uh, letting me slingshot off his units. He's not doing any of that. He's literally slapped me in the face and then fucking run away. And it was a really cool mechanic to see. It was also like what I was saying about Lumineth reminding me of of that 
AOS 3s on the brink sort of thing by having mechanics like that. Um, but it also, like, if I was playing a combat army right now, or a purely combat army right now, I'd be pretty scared with that sort, sort of shit happening because there's some hard ways to shut these these hard combat armies down. Um, like, what do you what do you do about that? Honestly, uh, you have to find like, like a more janky rule, essentially. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You need to and... look look in your book and find like an old rule that's been overlooked or buffed. Yeah. yeah, buffed by new rules that have come out and you know, yeah, forgotten about exactly. Yeah, like a like a locust might be handy in that situation because at least you might get to attack the Illuminif player first. Because the other thing is that Illuminif player gets to activate two units, right, when it fights. Yeah. So you sort of have to wipe out the unit. I mean, I don't know. I haven't played against it. I'm a bit of a practical guy. I sort of have to go through the mechanics of actually seeing something happen on the table before I can really give you some proper analysis as to what I think might be a good counter to it. I don't. It's it's not bulletproof. Like if you're playing corn, you could put a whippy thirster within three inches of the front, because mm. you can't retreat within range of a whippy thirster, so that stops that whole mechanic working. Yeah, but that's but in the movement phase, though, bro. Does it stop them retreating it's, movement phase? Or just yeah, retreating? It's, I'm pretty oh, okay. sure the ability is at but, the start of your opponent's movement phase, pick one of their units within X amount okay, of inches. So yeah. It can't retreat. Okay. Well, like you know, like. Host Duplicitous and um, Bone Grins and all all those armies, they do it as well where you just can't retreat from them. Yeah, so, but this is, again, this is at the end of the combat phase, not in the movement phase. Yeah, 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 but I, I don't think you can retreat from Host Duplicitous at all. I don't know the rule well enough. I know I know what you're referring to, I just don't know the rule, bud. Yeah, but, you know, you know, like, there is mechanics which it would help against, but, like, fuck all armies have it. And the yeah, way you so, can play the pylons is super scary. Like you can give someone a hard MPE yeah. with with the pylons moving back and forward and stopping movement and stopping MPE pylons. Being... Non non play experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. By which it means the listeners. I didn't have a way to deal with the bullshit he's given me. And for that reason I'm having a shit time. Mm-hmm. Kinda your own fault sometimes more than the army but you know they they do exist where they're just like bullshit dumb rules yeah i think the word gets thrown around a little bit too much sometimes as well we're just someone's obviously completely just like gone gung-ho and be like fuck it i don't need to be able to dispel an endless spell and then they throw shackles around got trick or they throw you know, something super yeah, yeah, basic yeah, at you, and you're yeah. like, oh, I can't fucking do anything about it. Yeah. What a um, non-player experience. It's like, oh, actually, you kind of fucked yourself, man. Like, Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Right. I'm pretty sick of, like, all the hot take overreaction yeah. every time something new comes out, to be honest. Like, um, <laughs> it's kind of rich for me to say, but, yeah, like, no, I'm just pretty over the whole, like, people screaming from the rooftops that this is broken and the game will never be the same. And then like two months later, we forget about it because something else has come out or, yeah. or it doesn't land up being that big of an issue. But I don't know, like come release day on some stuff. I'm pretty, um, but I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. It's absolutely fine. I can't sit here and tell everyone to shut the fuck up. That's obviously extremely unreasonable on my part, but um, I don't know. It just feels a bit like a, like a, like a revolving door almost you know like it's just the same shit every time something else comes out there's like yeah. the community part of the community it's like this is broken. Fucking hate this. <laughs> yeah and then there's the other part that are like 
oh man, like we're on the other side, you know, just let it play out sort of thing. And then there's like the other some part of the community who just like shits on everyone else having an opinion, which is ironic because that's exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs> you know, they're like too cool to to complain, but then they like to complain about people complaining. So, so I don't know. It's, I mean, if, yeah, it's it's a bit. I love this community, but sometimes I'm just like, come on, guys, like, you know, haven't we haven't we done this done this before? You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Shut up, whatever. Shut up, John. But whatever, whatever. That's enough of me just again alienating myself from the community. So, um, yeah. So he yeah, played no, this Italian dude, and he it, was he was super cool, and he was bouncing around the board like Italians do. It was cool. Severus, uh did more than I expected. I've like I've only played one game, so what I, were you I, playing? I was playing KO, uh-huh. um, and I was really happy. You know, obviously, I was at the moment. I'm really happy that I'm playing a shooting army in this in this meta. Um, but yeah, like I was, I wasn't like overwhelmed by anything that he was doing. But I think that was more because I was playing a fast shooting army. I think if I wasn't playing a fast shooting army, sort of a fast mix army, or like I don't know, Iron Jaws, I would be having a bad time. Uh, but, yeah, it's sort of is, is what it is. Severith was cool. I'd like to play into him again because when his War Scroll dropped, I wasn't sure. Like, it, all of his rules were good. Like, he was a War Scroll full of good rules. But he's, three, he's 300 points. Uh, I, made him, I made him move six inches, which was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, with your navigator. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I shot him in the head, and he yeah. was like, yeah. Yeah, he's, um, I mean, I guess that's one thing about the Lumineff that a lot of people seem to agree on is that, um, or maybe not, I don't know, is that the army's pointed um, not relatively high, but you run out of points super quickly. Like, I've yeah. actually, it in isolation... Okay, yeah, like in a, in isolation, I look at the war scrolls and the points through it, and I'm like, you know, Sentinels 140. I'm like, that seems all right, True. you know. Yeah. And then Wardens are 120. I'm like, that seems pretty pretty fucking banger and good value, you know. But you start adding these up, and you're like, okay, awesome. There's no like the cheapest thing in the book is 100 points, you know, yeah. for some Stone Guard or one of the heroes, I think. So, um, and like he didn't have techless. So he had two units of 20 Wardens, two units of 10 Sentinels, a Cath, um, and then he had Severith, the silly Wind Mage guy, and 10 Kangaroos, plus two Battalions, and that was his whole mm-hmm. army. And he put it down on the table, and I was like, that's really not that much. Like, it didn't look... <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it yeah. didn't look bigger than my KO army, which is, like, half of the shits in the boat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like half the shit's not even on the board, mm. and your army looks the same size as my army. Yeah, so it didn't seem too like if you take those units out and you put them in a different army, yeah, they look super underpointed. But in that army where everything seems to be like 120 points plus, it feels less bad because really you run out of space quite quickly. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's I don't know, my lack of experience against Luminoif, but from what I've seen so far, like a techless army just looks like you've put nothing on the board. And 
if you're not playing a techless army, your army's way squishier, and you don't seem to have that much more stuff on the board, but you do have a lot of tricks and tech and damage output, kinda. Yeah. You've got yeah mm. yeah, it's it's strange. Yeah, it's it's. Because like yeah, I mean the the cheapest battle line yeah. in the book's 120 points, right? Which are the wardens. And you have to take wardens to unlock other stuff, unless you go into like one of the, the sub great, well, into one of the other great nations, and you can actually no, that's a lie, because you can get Stone Guard and your Metric Arrows Battle Line, and they're 100 points, but it's five models five for 100 models, points, yeah. and they move four inches. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, it's... I remember Bo saying something at a tournament, and he's like, "Your combat army has a movement speed of four inches. It's not good." And yeah, that's kind of stuck with me now that, top. like, yeah, like, if you're a four-inch movement combat army now, nowadays, like, if you're fire sayers with no teleport or you're, like, a Mortic guard spam army and you come into, like, a Luminef army like that, like, you're going to have the shittest time. <laughs> you're yeah. going to get fucked over. Yeah, but at least, like, Mortic guard, just to be devil's advocate, like, has, you know, they can move an extra three inches, um, which they normally do. Plus a run, so there is some. I mean, Luminef obviously have speed of light, which is a double movement speed. Yeah. Um, which I assume you'll be doing as often as you can, but I don't know. I think I think the book is. It's, I think the book has a lot of new features and a lot of new toys that we're going to be seeing, as you've said, come AOS three, which should yeah. be June or July. So not too interactions far away now. that makes more sense, eh? Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of people having their dicks blown off on the internet by just the amount of new shit that comes out that's like, you know, it's like the internet's a bunch of old white men, and any time something new comes out, they're like, oh my god, change, I fucking hate it. <laughs> uh, they just turn into this, like, echo chamber of old whites. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of that coming up. Um you know, especially with the edition change, which is, like, I mean, it's obvious that it's it's coming, it's you know, it, it normally follows the year after a 40k edition. We've been at AOS 2 now for like three years, I believe it is. Yeah. And new editions always seem to come out in that June to July period. So, yeah, like I don't think it's breaking news. I know some people reported on it a couple of weeks ago, like it was some big secret, but it wasn't. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's obviously a cycle. It's It's time. They're pushing yeah, it out quickly now, like, duh. Yeah, dude, it's a very time-tested cycle at this point, but whatever. Yeah. All right, well, let's pivot away from Luminaire for the time being, because I'm pretty sure there'll be plenty more conversation on them in the months to come, especially when people get these new armies built and painted on, on and on the table, or just on TTS. Um, and let's talk about something which I think might cover off a couple of things I wanted to chat to you about, bro, but let's talk about the New Zealand Masters. Oh, yeah. My favourite event ever. Fuck, bro, you, sound as, you don't sound excited at all. That was not convincing. <laughs> there was more tone in my voice than there was this, of yours. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, legit. Legit. I fucking like, love Oh, my God. I'm best. so excited. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Tommy. Um, yeah, so New Zealand Masters is coming up. Uh, it's coming up in May, so, you know, we're about six, seven weeks away from it now, given we're early April. 
Um, do you want to talk about the changes to Masters briefly this year? Like how... How we do it? Yeah, like the committee yeah. and so on, since you're on it. Just, I don't know if we've spoken about it briefly, but our international yeah. listeners might be interested. Our local listeners might get a bit more of an insight into it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we've really talked about it on here. Um, but we, this last year, yeah, last year, after after the previous Masters, uh, we decided... Which was 2019, hold, because COVID what? fucked everything up in 2020, but please continue. Fuck, that's ages ago. Uh, yeah, do. <laughs> so, yeah, so after last Masters, uh, we pulled, like, a committee together to sort Masters every year. Uh, obviously, to try and keep things so that everyone was happy around the country and, tr- you know, try and bring the group together on everyone's terms as much as possible, I guess. So what's happened is we've got like a representative from each part of the country that has uh, like a scene going on. So we've got, well, let's try to do this, Auckland, Hamilton, uh, Manawatu, Wellington, uh, Christchurch and Dunedin. I don't think I missed anybody. So Upper Hutt, I think you missed. If that is actually uh, Upper Hutt. Oh yeah, yeah, the hut, the hut has one too. Sorry, yeah, I, I did forget one. She could uh, just really be Wellington, but I don't know. Yeah, anyway, sorry, keep going. Uh, and so we have a meeting from time to time, just discussing masters and discussing the pack and uh, bits and bobs like what counts for masters or uh, what armies are going to be okay to take to masters or what scenarios are we going to play. Uh, how are we going to fund masters? You know, stuff like that. Mostly, it's yeah, pretty, like the boring admin side. It's of pretty it. boring. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 pretty boring. Um, but so yeah, so we had a meeting maybe a month ago now, and we discussed the masters pack, so the scenarios, and then Jimmy pulled together uh, the the players pack for masters. So now we have it, which is awesome. Um, and I'm pretty happy with what we got here. I think everyone that was at the meeting walked away with a smile on their face, I guess. Um, cool. So discuss the pack, put it together, get, you know, some thoughts and ideas from different parts of the community. So, yeah, why New Zealand is a relatively small uh, country in size and population. Geographically, we're pretty spread out. And we have pretty shitty. Um, well, not shitty. Like the roads are the, the roads are fine, but they're not built in like straight lines like you get it in America. Fucking ages to go yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So like a 500 kilometer journey can take you like eight hours. When in Australia it would take you like five and a half, six hours maybe. So it's just a lot of time. So we do have you know a couple of communities that not so much aren't isolated, but are separated by like a large barrier of travel um outside of getting an airplane and stuff like that which a lot of people do so it's good that the community you know uh the 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 committee or the high council or whatever you guys call yourselves you know are able to get together and hear bits and bobs from around the country and different meters and sort of address their concerns and, and have that feedback in the pack that's really cool 
yeah i think it's a really healthy way to do it honestly and i know everyone's putting their name up uh after masters for i don't know discussion if you know their local community wants somebody else to step in or you know if they want to swap you them out or like i know lee is probably gonna end up swapping out with somebody else from the hut at this point because he's busy as fuck with life and and whatnot um, and probably isn't he's as involved in the tournament yeah. scene as, as as he once was which is like the natural. whole yeah it's it's natural it's always yeah, going to happen you know, people are going to sure. come in and out and, and and do whatever but at least it doesn't seem like there's just like some five old boys deciding how the new zealand tournament scene works for you know the rest of the country and there's no way to get in or out or whatever but it's absolutely not that so after masters there'll be um there'll be all the names up and and you can pick who you want from your your local scene which i think's awesome really good yeah good stuff good stuff so the pack let's talk about the pack man since we talked about like the process of writing the pack it's like mm-hmm. a, a team effort so james page probably the world's best age sigma player um and i think that's objectively true given that he won the world's biggest age of sigma tournament but you can't argue um, can you? yeah i mean you know he also needs to get props for being good on a global stage state uh global stage jesus um but i mean we're back to back hands at cup champions and i mean the three tournaments that new zealanders have traveled to to play australia we've we've won two of the three so I mean, like, I think I think we're better to be fair, and I think the results speak for themselves. But yeah. and Australians just... never beaten James Page, have they? No, that's that's correct. No. I don't think an Australian has ever beat James Page, um, and not many Kiwis have too. So, so <laughs> the guy's just a fucking machine. He's just something else. Um, anyhow, so James Page, world champion, best player in the world, um, objectively speaking. Uh, is T.O. in the tournament? That's correct, yeah? Yeah, he dropped out because he's a little bitch. I don't think he's actually played a game since CanCon, to be honest. Since he he won CanCon in 2020, I don't think he's played. Um, Which I think was part of the commentary I got back from him saying, I don't want to play because I'm rusty as fuck and I'll get my dick punched. Um, So I was like, okay, fair. I mean, it wasn't exactly those words, but it was like, I haven't played in a while, so... I'll just sit and give back to the community, which is cool. But, yeah, anyway, to pack, man, tell me about it. So let's run through scoring, I guess, first up. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. Hopefully you do. Uh, so we decided to score at uh, standard. Um, when yeah, it's pretty standard. Major, major win, minor, points. draw. Yeah whatever you know pretty standard scoring for that stuff um uh-huh. and then score and deny for secondaries which yeah i'm a massive fan of uh which they're relatively heavily weighted but not heavily weighted enough that uh, a 5-0 player won't always win so that's pretty key i think if you go 5-0 uh you have to score one secondary or two secondaries across the the course of the tournament, not mm-hmm. to lose to a player that's gone four one and has every single secondary they possibly can score 
Okay. I, so, haven't, uh, I haven't uh, done the mere set hard, but I just yeah. think if you win 5-0, you've won the tournament. Yeah. But, but if you go 5-0 anyway. and you don't score one secondary the entire time, like, I don't know what you're up to. Like, you weren't even picking them because some of them are that easy. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so I'm, I'm really happy with how the scoring worked out. Uh, and then we broke... Sorry, and the tiebreaker is strength of schedule. Tiebreaker is strength yeah. of schedule, yeah. Just to, just to chuck that in there. Uh, what else have we got? We've got no realms um, at all, mm. which I th- think is the healthiest way to do it. Um, I, I know, I, I'm I'm super against the interaction with endless spells and being able to pick your realm. Okay, yeah, I can understand that from that. I didn't yeah. look at it from that angle, That's, but like the 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 main reason why I don't want them is that interaction. Um, mainly the spell portal. The spell portal and whatever fucking realm it's from is pretty easy to um yeah fucking break. Like you want to yeah. figure somebody from across the map anywhere. with Nagash is pretty yeah. dumb. Yeah, pretty I didn't. Time I didn't take that angle on it, but actually realms ever since you know the latest um the latest general's handbook came out and they refined the realms and I think made them a lot better. Um, I've actually been an, an advocate for them, and I enjoy playing in them, but I didn't take the the endless spell angle, which, yeah, if you just turned up and backboarded in the gash, and he just, yeah, as you said, fingers you through the portal Finger, from the other fingers, side of the yeah, Fingers you tickless off, or fingers yeah. your... Uh, can you... You can't auto-kill Marathi anymore, I guess. No, you know, like, kill it's not necessarily just Nagash, but you know, there's heaps of interactions with spells like that. That yeah, there's a bunch of feel bads. It's like that's dumb. Like it's just jank bullshit that honestly doesn't need should not be at a master tournament. Um, so there's no realms and there's no books that don't have FAQs um, for the same sort of reason. Uh, we don't yeah, want I believe the cutoff for releases was last weekend, actually. Yeah. If I'm not yep. mistaken, which I could be, but I believe it was last weekend. So assuming Luminef get assuming an FAQ they get before, in the next six weeks or whatever, which you would say they are, like yeah. you'd almost say, you know, put the mortgage on it that they are. Um, I don't know, man. It's GW. You want to do that? Uh, but no, I'd like, I feel for like, a, I know what you're saying, but... <laughs> I feel like there's a high degree of certainty in that there'll be an FAQ for Luminef within the next five weeks or so. Um, so, yeah, I'd say they're in, but nothing else is going to be included, which I think is good because I feel like you need to have an established cutoff time. Um, and I think, you know, when you look back at the last Australian Masters, when um, Turrell went with OBR and then went on Morley, I mean, not Morley Wounded, Heralds of War, and Adam just shat on him like non stop for about three hours about taking a brand new busted army. <laughs> that's like, the reason he won. <laughs> like, that's all I remember from that is this fucking Turrell going on Heralds of War being like, yeah, I'm the master. And Adam just sat there like dogging on him the whole fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, but whatever. On a- Honestly, though, yeah, the, the reason we had our cutoff date so far out was because if you made it to Masters, you made it with a book that come out in the lead-up to Masters. You should be playing a book that was around in the lead-up to Masters at Masters, not a book that dropped 
two weeks before Masters, you know, or four weeks before and it's FAQ just snuck in or, you know, whatever. Um, which, yeah, I think it's cool. Um, yeah, I think it's sensible. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's, it, like, it's, this is why, you know, the committees are, like, I'm a big fan of the committee because it's not just my biased opinion or, you know, Timmy's opinion or James's opinion or, you know, like, mm-hmm. in, any of those guys that have been around or Sean's opinion, any of those guys have been around for ages. Um, it gets everyone's opinion and see how everyone feels about it, which we were all in agreement that, uh, yeah, you shouldn't play an army that fucking didn't exist in the lead up to Masters at Masters, which makes yeah. sense. Yeah, fair um, enough. Anyway, sorry, I sidetracked you on that. No, no, that's cool. So I guess all that leaves is scenarios? Uh, yeah, scenarios, yeah. man. I guess those are like the, the meaty parts of the, the players' pack. You know, most players' packs are, are more or less the same within reason, um, you know. There's some sort of scoring, there's some sort of like don't be a dick rules and paint standards and so on and scenarios. Yeah. So in order of first game to last game, we have uh, Total Conquest first, then Battle for the Pass. Dude, so you're so wrong. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, the first sorry. Mission is Star I'm, looking, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the yeah, the Discord yeah. chat. Sorry, not the thing. Yeah. Can you so, read them out? Sorry. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So you're not wrong on the missions. You're just wrong in the order. Had had you not said from first to last, I would have just let it go. But yeah, so in the first first mission, Star Strike. Second mission is the Blade's Edge. Third mission is Battle for the Pass. Uh, and then day two, fourth mission is Total Conquest. And then last mission, round five, is Forcing the Hand. So with those scenarios, uh, I think it's only Total Conquest that has an extra scoring condition on it. I'd, it wasn't... It was taken notice of how the scoring on the missions worked and whether there was... Uh, any extra scoring conditions, you know, like behemoths or monsters or leaders or battle, yeah, or battle you know, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, how it's I, not I necessarily they only score like it used to be, but they'll score you an extra point or or whatever. So I think Total Conquest is a fantastic scenario, and having leaders score you an extra one in Total Conquest I don't think is too much advantageous in in uh in any direction so i'm i'm, I'm quite happy with yeah, that. I, mean, and I don't think it's has, big enough has that leaders. You can tailor to it yeah yeah like it's accessible to everybody yeah total conquest is four different objectives if i'm not mistaken yeah um and you score and an extra for stealing your opponent's, opponents yeah, yeah yeah so and what you can't you get an extra point if you have a leader nearby is that right yeah yeah okay so now i think that's i mean I've been listening to some older podcasts recently because, you know, there's been like a lack of podcast content with the whole global pandemic going on. Um, And I was listening to one and there was a reference to Relocation Orb um, from like 2019. And the reference was that... Heroes uh, count as 20? Yeah, heroes with an artifact or wizards count as 20 models. And I was just like, oh, fuck, I'm so glad those rules don't exist anymore. Like, God, that was garbage. Um, in my opinion, I mean, obviously, in my opinion, I'm saying it, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just glad that that's not a thing anymore. So I, I like that there was no, 
the, the missions were pretty vanilla, um, especially, you know, the old, like, duality of death or arcane, places of oh. arcane power or whatever it was where you, you like, score for your hero and you'd be like, cool, here goes a Marathi, you know, sweet as, you know, I've guaranteed that I'm going to score it for a few turns. So, so I like that that was um, thought about by the community and implemented. Yeah, and it's a good range of deployment zones and uh it is two fifteens like and number twelves, I believe. Yeah. And so like Border War it's Border War, ain't it? Battle for the Pass. Battle for the Pass. It is Can't Battle for the Pass. Battle for the Pass, sorry. Yeah. Uh has a twenty four inch deployment zone either side, so it gives some space into those shooting armies or those um those AOE bomb armies or you, you know whatever um but in the same right there's other scenarios where there's only a 12 inch deployment so I don't feel like we're impacting one army more than an, uh, another army too much um, yeah I'd, I'd say they're pretty well thought out missions for yeah. 40 events um and they've considered a number of potential bias through some armies so um no, I think they're I think they're pretty good. I can't I don't look at it and go any one of these is shit. Maybe forcing the hands the one that I like the least. Um yeah. Uh, yeah. or is it Blade's Edge? I can't Blades, remember because I haven't the played. On, yeah, the only one that so Which one's the one where you the, remove the, the objective? You remove it? The yeah. Blade's Edge. Yeah, yeah. So And then forcing the hand is you pick the primary in your yeah. side. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so maybe the, I could have they're new and they're interesting, um, but maybe could have done without them, to be honest. I've, yeah, I like uh, Forcing the Hand. I kind of feel like we pushed both of those scenarios just because they're new. Honestly, I would have preferred uh, Scorched Earth to uh, the Blade's Edge, but, you know, obviously I don't get to pick what all the scenarios are, so it, it went the other way there and we got the Blade's Edge. I'm not... Yeah, upset with the blaze edge, and I don't think it's a terrible scenario. I think Scorched Earth is better in its place, but that's just my opinion, yeah, honestly. So opinion. yeah, it's um, that's that's what we got, and it's all good. Mhm, mhm. So talked about the missions. So how do you get into Masters, dude? How do you get in there and use uh, So you place top twenty in the rankings. I was looking for a little bit more really confidence. I know the answer, but I'm, yeah, I'm trying <laughs> Are to these top 20? Yeah, okay. So the top 20 in New Zealand will get in for it. What do we mean by the top 20? So um, events, when they're run within New Zealand, as long as they're a certain amount of people and as long as they're advertised publicly. So in other words, you know, as long as it's not like four of your mates playing in your garage and it's invite only, um, can count towards master's rankings if the TO wishes. Not all events do, and that's absolutely fine. It's just what people want to do. Um, and then the TO can choose to submit that tournament to the master's rankings. That's you know pretty much the same as everywhere else that there's a master's. Um, there's a formula that works out your placing based off the number of people who come and, and allocates your points. Well, it's bigger um, the, than 20 players, you get max points. Yeah, so max points is 100 points for a tournament. Um, so the perfect score, we take your three best... Well, not the community takes your three best tournament results, so the best you can get is 300 points. 
uh, which no one is yet to do within New Zealand. Um, we've had some pretty close, like, 290s, high 280s, but no 300s. Um, and the season was extended due to COVID as well. So the season's been going on for, like, 18 months or so. Um, the top 20 get an invite, and they get the right to refuse, and then invites extend to the top 30 if there isn't people in the top 20 wanting to come, like Christchurch. Previous master always gets an invite also. Yes, that's correct. But James electing not to play it's meant that there was play, one yeah. more spot available to someone else. So uh, I've got a list of the Masters. Um, you know, people who have accepted the invite. So Masters is up in Auckland this year. So it's the first time Auckland's hosting Masters, which is really cool. Um, the hometown normally does get more turnout than sort of everywhere else because obviously they don't have to travel. Um, and from what I've seen and when you're hosting it, there's normally more tournaments in the local scene because it's sort of like the end of a season and everyone's sort of pushing for it. Um, so we have 14 people, I think it is, confirmed for Masters this year, which is the smallest Masters pool that we've had, I believe. This will be the fourth Masters we've had for Age of Sigma. Is that correct? You went to the first uh, Masters. I don't yeah, yeah, it was is that 20 people? Yeah, it was 20 people, but there was no... Uh, it wasn't invite only. Oh, it was seated. Right. Yeah. It was seated. Yeah. yeah, it was different. Right. It was that one. Yeah, it was, it was really yeah. weird. Yeah, so this is this is the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, so it's kind of cool. It's cool but weird. No previous master has attended the following masters. So Julian won the first one. Yeah, and that's he didn't weird, go eh? to the second one. I won the second one and I didn't go to the third one. And then Jimmy won the third one, and he's not going to this one. So <laughs> there'll be a new master again. Yeah, I mean, and also possibly the first time a master has, you know, won more than one, being yourself. You know, you could be the first NZ double um, AOS master, which would Fuck be... yeah, let's do it. Which would be cool for you, I guess, and maybe ship oh, yeah. the rest of the community, but yeah. So there's a good spread there of players, um, some familiar faces, some newer faces, to myself at least, which is really cool. We've got a lad from Dunedin coming up, Jonathan, so shout out to him. I'm really excited to see that um, because that's like the bottom end of the country and I'll be interested to see how they play Hammer down there because um, I don't feel like I've played anyone from Dunedin before or anything of the sort, so that'll be cool. I believe the draw is just random, right? Yeah. Yeah. Completely random. Yeah, cool. Cool. So that'll be that'll be interesting. Looking forward to that, man. So I don't know when listed you, but I assume you're in like a couple of a couple of weeks, few weeks beforehand. Yeah, I think it's two weeks from event. I think. Yeah, that's only about right. So what are you? And then this is the next part of the question that I wanted to ask. What have you been playing recently, and have you been preparing for masters? Oh, yeah. I've been playing a bit of everything, but I have still been playing a lot of KO. Yeah, I've played Slaves, Dock, KO, and Stormcast lately. The Stormcast list is more of a fun thing. But between Slaves, Dock, and KO, I'll almost certainly be playing one of those three. The Dock list, the Dock book coming out recently obviously means that it's pretty cooked strong um it's obviously very cheaply pointed 
it's it's one of those weird things. It's one of those annoying things, honestly, where every time you get a new rendition of a book, you need to buy a whole lot of fucking new models yeah. to run the optimal list. Yeah, because uh, you have like twenty combat st- snakes, right? But you don't have yeah. twenty shooty snakes. So I've got I've got no shooty snakes. Uh, I've got like sixty or ninety sisters of slaughter uh, yeah, with with shields sisters. and with thirty with knives. But then I've got thirty witches with knives. Realistically, I think if I was gonna take daughters, I'd play Keltnar and I'd take heaps of witch elves with. Uh, shields which is the fucking one loadout that i don't have um yeah so it's kind of a throw up whether i can be bothered or afford to build a whole lot more witches and uh and what's keltner again what does that one do so keltner is uh army-wide retreat and charge um and most importantly it has a command ability uh, that you drop in your hero phase or your combat phase, um, and it lasts until your next turn. Uh, and any ones to hit that unit and melee bounce a mortal wound. So I've played it a, a. So when your opponent attacks you, if they roll a one, they suffer a mortal wound. Yeah. So yeah. if you're running witches with shields, uh, if they roll a one to hit you, you bounce a mortal wound at them. If you roll a six to save, you bounce a mortal wound at them. If they kill a witch on a five up, you pop and blow a mortal wound at them. So it's you can take quite small units and um and blow people up by having them hit you. Not as much resilience as the old Hagnar builds, but or even the Calibron builds, but I think it's it makes Marathi just a fucking monstrosity too. Like you can't even tie her up. You can't do anything. She's just gonna run. Yeah, she just goes where she wants. Yeah, run wild, run into anything, and just fucking leave, and then go somewhere else, which is just amazing. <laughs> it feels real good. Yeah, you wouldn't go for, and sorry, the only one I know by name is is Hagnar, and is a Calibron is the minus yeah. one hit against shooting. Is that right? Yeah, yeah so that's minus so one you, hit. And the so you wouldn't try Calibron because I feel like that's pretty relevant in the shooting meta because then all your heroes are minus two and stuff like that. It's a hard, it's it's a cool toss up. So with the FAQ, uh, they meant that the Hagnar five up save doesn't apply to mortal wounds. So previously, I would have rated that over Calibron if we're looking at um, defense purely because it's probably I don't know the mass, but it's probably equally as good into shooting, um, but it's also good into all this casting output that's out there. But now, because that doesn't carry over, you don't get a five-up save against mortal wounds, only normal wounds. I'm struggling to see where Hagnar fits exactly. Like, it gets well, it weaker rerolls than it, it used always to has, be. doesn't it? Nah, it's weaker. It? It's it's far weaker now, yeah. When the book first dropped and everyone just assumed it was wounds and mortal wounds, I think it was in a much stronger spot. So why um, it only gets a five-up reroll against... Normal wounds. So mortal wounds bypass that. Yeah. So they you get oh, a six okay. you get a six up against the mortal wounds, not a five up. Yeah. Which is like a huge difference. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, I think honestly I think Keltnar and Calibron are king. 
in this book, but honestly, the the subfactions in the book are all like they all have their own little niche. Like, I don't hate any of them. I'm not saying that they're all as good as each other because they're fucking not. Like, I look at all of them and I'm like, yeah, I could write a list for this, or yeah, I could write a list for that. Uh, you can get rend on your witches, which is a huge force multiplier. Put mine razor on them, you know, and now now they need two rends. Yeah. So getting yeah. really fucking scary when you're throwing a hundred and something attacks at you know. Uh, but honestly, if I was going to run daughters at masters, I'd be running Calibron with shooty snakes, uh, or I'd be running Keltnar with some sort of MSU jank weirdo shit Amarathi. Um Sam did a really cool list for Keltnar on his list lab as well, if nobody's seen that, which they probably had. So Sam Morgan runs, well, has started doing like a video and I think he's going to put it out onto podcast uh, weekly like list, <clears throat> um, which he reviews for about 40 minutes to an hour. So they're good short little little things. And the last one was Keltnar, where he had 20-man units of uh, witch elves and the uh, new sh- shadow stalkers, uh, which are also fantastic in Keltnar. Um, I think the shadow stalkers are one of the reasons why I think I rate Keltnar over Calibron, uh, because the teleport is accessible in that unit. So really all I'm getting from Calibron is the minus one a hit. I get the teleport, but it's not in the movement phase anymore, so I don't have the big combo with the snakes. Um, You're relying on casting the lunchbox, the floaty boatman, and and pushing the unit up, which is not guaranteed, so I'm less of a fan. I think, yeah, I think Keltnar is, is where I would go. Hmm. It's interesting that that's not what I was expecting, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're just going to take KO to Mito anyway. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm almost certainly going to take KO because yeah, that, that's what I I'm think thinking. They play I think into this meta better than any of the other fucking armies I own. Yeah, I um, think it's a fucking banger army as well, and you don't have to invest, you know, money into buying snakes and painting them and shit like that, like you just yeah. mentioned. So. To me, it sounds like a fucking smokescreen, and you're just going to take um, KO, and you're just trying to get your run to think that you're taking <laughs> daughters when you're really not. Take Clint's flat gets. Oh, fuck off, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> not doing that. Um, yeah, I myself, because we're both going to Masters, so I'll answer this too. Um, for the longest time, not for the longest time, but for the last, like, four months, maybe five months, I've been playing a lot of corn, specifically Archeon and corn. Um, and the crux of it is that I give him order rerolls to hit and to wound and to save. And I like guarantee move him 29 inches across the board into combat and fight twice with Reapers of Vengeance. Um, and Archeon's, because I used to do the exact same thing with Scarbrand, but the issue with Scarbrand's paper. Um, so Archeon's got far more defensive abilities he's more wounds he moves faster he flies um so he has you know double the points which is the obvious sort of um elephant in the room in that scenario um scarbrand still fucks harder like no one consistently does more damage than scarbrand i don't think um when he just guarantees eight mortal wounds 
and then if you have a banner and corn, it's you know 16, but it can double. And then if you reapers, and he does it all over again. So, and then he has like fucking 10 attacks at damage three anyway. So, um, Scarbrand I think puts out more damage than Archeon, but Archeon just stays around the board and offers so much more utility. So I've been playing that for quite a bit. I've been playing it a lot against Mitch because Mitch is one of my um, go-to gamers, gamer mates. Um, and I played against Lee this, this week, yeah, on Monday, and Lee got really upset, and um, <laughs> that, that wasn't the best because he, Lee has been playing a lot of AOS recently, so um, he, he hadn't played since I think about October. So his first game back for like six months was playing against an uh, Archeon that automatically does everything and just piles into people and doesn't have to charge and <laughs> shit like that. So it was a bit, it was a bit stink for Lee. Um, and maybe it was it was a bit of an eye opener for myself for like the games that me and Mitch been playing against each other recently, and then you know playing someone that was a bit different. There was a bit of a, you know, we always say like when you arrange a game with a mate, sort of ask what sort of game you want, you know, so you can build your list together. And Lee's traditionally a very competitive person, so I've never really had to ask because I always knew what game I was going to get. But um, no, nah, there was a misstep in this one communication because he just literally threw to give us some random cities a sigma army with a gargant in it <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah sorry about that lee um come back and play anytime but anywho so and i've been having a lot of fun with this list because i felt like it um i felt like it from a competitive standpoint um i felt like That's it had a lot good. of answers because yeah. yeah so i chucked it through aos list bot which I'm a big fan of. I think AOS list bots are a really cool tool. Um, so thanks to, to JP for for making yeah. that. It's it's but, just yeah. it's it's something that gets the community. I don't think it's you know obviously like the Bible of Age of Sigma, and it's probably going to have some flaws. But the man spent a lot of time and effort on it, and I think it's just a fun little resource that gets people talking and engaged about Age of Sigma, and anything that's like positive like that, I'm, I'm all for. I Absolutely. fully endorse. I spent some serious time when I've seen that thing around, just plugging lists into it and fluffing about and moseying around. It was fucking cool. If you haven't seen it, absolutely go and play with it. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, definitely. So it's a list bot ranking thing where you chuck in your list and it tells you, like, it gives you an idea of what it thinks your list is, you know, like an S tier or not or whatever. But anywho, so yeah, I've been playing this corn army and I really like it because it's it's not you know, it's not anything that's um new. There's been a lot of people doing a lot of stuff with Archeon over the last year. Um, but pretty much you put them in a corn army, then you take a dark face and a war shrine and a chaos sorcerer or lord and then you just fill it out with battle line pretty much. Um and you give Archeon Rerolls to hit, rerolls to wound through prayers. You give them reroll saves through spell casting or reroll hits as well and wounds. Um, you move them 14 inches, you run them another 6 inches, so that's 20 inches. You whip them as well, so now it's going 23 inches. And then the Fury First guarantees that he piles in 6 inches, so he's going 29 inches a turn as long as you have the 2 CP to do it. Which you should, because Archeon gives you a CP for every turn he's on the board, and then obviously every turn you get a CP as well. Um, and then if you're Reapers, you can make Archeon fight twice. So he, and a lot of the buffs come from prayers, and obviously your opponent can't interact with prayers as of, you know, yet. So that was part of my thinking around it, is how do I minimize 
um, risk for my combo to not work? Like how acceptable of interference with this combo am I? Because Archeon's still good, but he's like his his output is like if you're rerolling hits and wounds, you're at like a and this mass isn't correct because I haven't done the numbers, but it feels like you're at a ninety five percent chance or higher to wound something, right? And a lot of his attacks have random multiple damage, so um, he just becomes a beast. And the prayers, you know, so Slaughter Priest can give him... Uh, normally how I do it is the War Shrine will take uh, Bronze Flesh, so it's plus one save. And then you can give him the Nurgle um, prayer from the War Shrine as well if you want, which is reroll wounds at plus one save, so now it's on a one-up save. Uh, the Chaos Sorcerer Lord can cast reroll hits and reroll wounds on him um the spell i can't remember what's called now demonic power or something like that and also the chaos sorcerer lord just gives him reroll saves for no fucking reason it's just an ability he just picks a you know mortal saves of darkness you know holy open 12 in the hero phase and he gets it and then if he doesn't get off the spell that gives him reroll hits and reroll wounds i mean archeon's a corn demon so he reroll he reroll ones to hit anyway and the Slayer of Kings is twos, so it's twos rerolling ones. The Dragon is threes, so it's threes rerolling ones. No, Dragon, the heads are twos, aren't they? And then it's threes. The, 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 the D6 bites. damage ones, twos, yeah. and then the, the, the heads are threes. threes. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the tail, which is fours. So he's hitting pretty good anyway, so if you don't cast this well, it's not the end of the world, but you'll end up having a one-up rerolling save on Archeon, who's got a mortal wound save and a... And an after save if he's near a war shrine and ignoring magic save. Um, yeah. And I have like it. Noticed, it's so much fun. But yeah, go on. Have you noticed that um, with the war shrine, you don't have to cast the prayer that it's like faction aligned to? So if you've got a corn war I'm shrine. Yeah. So if, if you take a corn war shrine and corn, you can still cast like the Nurgle prayer out of it or the, um, the undivided oh, yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is really nice because it lets you. Like, say you need more output and you're sort of... There's a lot of flexibility in ...too it. far away. The best part about the War Shrine is that it moves fast enough that it can sort of keep up with Archeon, and its prayer range is fucking huge. Because it's yeah, it's holy of an 18, which is fucking yeah. ridiculous, and it moves 8. So if you need reroll hits and wounds, you can just do the undivided one. And you yep. get the reroll from the Shrine, the... Um, yeah, because it's a Corn Priest. ...altar anyway, so... Yeah. Like it's super fucking reliable and it's really fucking tasty. I genuinely think that the corn Archeon list is actually really juicy and I'm glad you're taking the war shrine now. Cause it's, it's yeah, the war shrine is cause previously I was doing two slaughter priests and then I was doing some more battle line just for bodies, but the war shrine just offers way more utility because it gives him the six up fuel, no pain. And then it's four prayers yeah. on the on the scroll itself so there is that utility and the prayer range is huge and it moves quicker um so it's just more versatile and it's that's really good and i do really rate the corn archeon setup as well i think it's just excellent especially in reapers because you can fight twice mm. um maddie keeps telling me he wants to play his zench archeon against my corn archeon which we'll do at some point but maddie's recently had a baby so first of all congratulations to him and then second of all obviously his time's a bit poor now with that but yeah no i've been playing that for like four or five months and it's been real fun um it just crushes some people uh it's 
is pretty I mean I've played Mitch with it a lot recently and he just like shoots off the fury first and I'm like sweet this list sucks now because <laughs> I have to charge which isn't isn't the end of the world but it, you know it removes a big part of his range yeah so I was I've been pretty much planning to take that list but over the last week or so the last two I've been to two masters so I've been to the last two masters in a row and I've come fourth at both of those masters um, the 2018 and the 2019 Masters, and I use Stormcast, like a shootcast list, and both of those Masters. So I'll oh, salty run back for the third time. Yeah, dude. So I'm actually, <laughs> like, I'm pretty keen to run, because I've been doing shootcast for years, and I've had some success with it, and I've had some shitty times with it, but I'm pretty keen to run it back with Stormcast and try to get that elusive podium, if not win, um, with, like, sort of, what I've played for a long time, and if I'm known for anything in this hobby, it's probably been playing shootcast. Not that I think I'm known, but that's sort of like, you know, I was pushing the long strikes years ago, like three years ago when they came out, and and the Aether Wings when they changed the AOS two, and they could interrupt people, um, and I was sort of champion those. Yeah, I don't know at the moment. Like the shootcast, I wouldn't have to do anything for the corn army. I'd have to. Um, finish up Archeon and put him on his base because he's, he's more or less painted in sub-assembly but I'd have to put him all together I'd have to paint I think like a Bloodstoker and then I'd have to just finish up some of the summoning pool as well Man, we are so, so bad at hobby this, <laughs> yeah. I'm like I have to paint some witch elves and I don't really want to and you're like I have to paint a Bloodstoker and it seems like a lot of effort we just, we just don't paint eh <laughs> you do only paint for tournaments, eh? yeah. Like, but yeah, it's so it's kind of like, do I try to, you know, to stormcast and finally crack the podium or a win, or do I just play with like the new hotness, which has been the corner archeon for me? So I'm not entirely sure yet. And then even I was looking, you know, when I saw this Luminef release, I was like, oh, maybe I can just pick up like one hero or something just to complement the army. <sighs> I mean, I think I might be able to, but I was looking at um, specifically, and I haven't read the whole book, but he's like the Lord Regent because of that spell for his gives, you know, D3 Luminef Realm Lords units some metal weapons on instead of having to cast it on like oh, the Sentinels and the yeah, Wardens. The guy that's and, looking through the hero. Yeah, dude, yeah. So I feel like I could fit him into my Luminef army pretty easily. But then the other thing is, like, as I said earlier, I literally have like a hundred infantry luminef bodies and i've painted one as a tester and i have teclas who is sub-assembled and undercoated <laughs> so you know and i'm pretty sure my careful's face fell off as well at one point <laughs> so i don't even know if she has a face anymore <laughs> with the veil on it um so that would be a lot of work but and also as i said i'm not a very good fucking luminef player but the, the new book and just, you know, hearing about some of the spells and shit just tickled my balls a little. So, yeah, I'm really not sure what I'm going to play for Masters. Um, I, I initially started planning... Options, honestly. I think I've got two realistic options. Um, I don't think the Luminous are realistic because I don't really want to be painting all the time and so yeah. on. So, And also, I don't know how many people have been playing Luminous in New Zealand, so it might be a bit of a... Not so much like a gotcha army, but like a... Oh, it's the new thing that I haven't seen, so I'm not yeah. very sure. 
but I also think my Lumineer Farmer, the models that I own, it's it's pretty it's pretty crap at scoring objectives in all honesty because it's pretty static. You know, it just like hangs around techless and moves six inches a turn and sits in like a twenty four inch block in the middle of the board. But but yeah, so it's gonna be the Stormcast or the corn for myself and I'm not too sure which I think. I kinda wanna take the corn because I feel like combat is king in this game and I also feel well movement, first of all, movement is king in this game. And being able to hit people turn one with Archeon and just like, you know, bloody someone's nose, you know, like the old Mike Tyson saying of everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face is quite tempting. But we'll see. I'm not I'm I'm pretty undecided at the moment. If you asked me a week ago it would have been corn, but I kind of really just want to run it back with the Stormcast and see if I can crack that nut. Fair. But yeah. yeah. Um I, on, I honestly I'd be more I'm more scared of you playing shootcast than I am you playing corn, if that means anything. Yeah, I mean because we don't I don't know everyone that's going to Masters, right? So I have nah. a hard time preparing for the field because we've got like four people from Wellington, I think it is. And then there's a bunch of there's a handful of Auckland players who I have somewhat of an idea of what they play. And I feel like if you're really trying to nerd out and win an event, like a Masters event, you know, you should try to do some, not so much research, but you should try at least be aware of the scenarios you're playing and, you know, what scores well on those scenarios along with what you're likely to see. Um, Like, obviously, I know yourself. And like we talked about it just now, like I would be surprised if you didn't bring your ko and it's like uh, yeah yeah and then bow's coming and i'm like okay bow is known for like smashing cunts with his ida so i'd be surprised if bow didn't bring his ida um and then mitch mitch is coming and he's obviously just people know and i'm like all right mitch is probably going to play his daughters or he's going to play osiak so he's he's going to play the bone reapers yeah so there's like quite two different armies in that um, but I'm familiar with both his armies that he plays with, so I feel like I can maybe look at, you know, like I feel like the shoot cast might be better against his daughters, but the corn's better against his bone reapers. Yeah. And then I look at some of the other people and I'm like, Tate, I don't, he's from Auckland, I don't, I don't know Tate, like I don't have a clue. I'm not trying to be insulting or anything of the sort. So Tate, if you hear this, that's not what it is, mate. I just don't know who you are or what you play. And he could turn up with some real left field option, like, you know, we haven't seen Skaven for a while. Or he could turn up with, like, some Gristlegore or some shit like that. Yeah. Or a Fire Slayers, which is it's just the bane of everyone's existence. So Probably, like, the first Masters that I don't know what everybody's likely to play. Because all the other ones, I've, I guess I've known all of the players that are going and have a rough idea of what armies they own or, like, what realistically they're going to play what's strong at the minute but exactly as you're saying like i haven't met half these auckland guys and i haven't met any of the south island guys not not down there i've met ben and cam because he's from up here but other than that i haven't really met any of the south island guys so it'll be really interesting to see what's coming and i don't feel like i can prep as hard for it and the scenarios aren't loaded in a way where i can just load an army that's super good at these scenarios and then just hope to hang on yeah 100 percent, and that's the thing like i don't know at one point i'm like 
James Page isn't going, so I feel like that's probably one of the three realistic people that could win the Masters, maybe four people, isn't going to be there, so you feel like it's slightly weaker. But then I look at yourself and Mitch and Bo, um, and then I look at um, Stephen and Jesse and Ben, who have done really well up in Auckland, and I haven't played any of them, and I don't know too much about the armies that they play, but I know that they do really well. So I'm like, yeah, I, I feel a little bit um, misinformed, or not misinformed, yeah. uninformed, sorry, that's the correct way of saying it. But it'll be interesting, it'll be interesting every way, but that's what I'm tossing up is, is Stormcast or or Corn. We'll have to see, I'll have to get some more games in and, and go from there. But yeah, anything else you want to say about Masters, man, or just looking forward to it? No, man, yeah, I'm looking forward to some, like, like five good hard games. Yeah, dude. That's no fucking easy games. Looking forward to rolling dice, like actually on a table too. Honestly, <laughs> I hope mm-hmm. the TTS practice like converts over to the table, and I don't, I don't know, bug out or whatever because it's different. But oh, dude, I think you'll be fine. I think yeah. I think she'll be right. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah, it's not. You're not gonna forget how to play a game that you have played for a few years and played over 100 games easily and played in yeah, different yeah. countries and won tournaments and all that sort no, of shit. No, no, un- un- unlikely, unlikely. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we shout out some local events and then maybe wrap this bitch up? Yeah, man, absolutely. Cool, dude. So, so what's coming up? So we've got Park Hammer, which is hosted by Mitch, who we've mentioned a bunch of times in two weeks' time. Depending on when I release this, if I release it in the next couple of days, it'll be two weeks. If it takes me a week, it'll be a week away. That's sold out. So Are you going to that? Yeah, I am going to. I need to send him some money, actually, so I'll probably do that after this so I can get the rego paid. But it's like, I think it's three games, a thousand points. It's just sort of like a fuck around, you know, like a one day sort of thing, just to, which is good. It's like, you know, get the community back, seeing each other playing games and all that sort of shit. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I have no idea what I'll take. I'll probably write a list 20 minutes before list of due. I don't know if it counts for rankings. I'm not too fast. It's more just an opportunity to play three games in a day. I don't really like playing thousand point games, if I'm honest. At that point level, I just want to take really big, expensive monsters, but you can't really get a minute at a thousand points. If it was twenty, if it's twelve fifty, I'd be a bit more excited. And I might have tried to lobby Mitch to make it twelve fifty at a thousand <laughs> points. I can't get Archeon in, and then some, you know, <laughs> some stuff. Archeon so. and two units of Reavers and a Bloodstoker. Well, I can get <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, I can get the two units of Reavers and Archeon, but that's about it. But anyhow, so no, that's coming up in two weeks' time. But I don't feel like it needs a plug-in because it's sold out. Uh, it's full, and then you got Valleycon on the fifteenth and sixteenth of May, which uh, myself and Aiden are sort of tag teaming believe we're pretty close to capacity on that one actually i think we've been given 24 spots sorry if you hear my mouse clicking i'm literally just trying to look for the last email i got from them yeah well you texted me yesterday and said there was two spots left so i swooped up one so i think there's one spot left at time of recording which yeah. probably mean that it's full by the time we actually get it out so yeah check it but so you I might think- be out of luck I think tentatively they gave us like 24 spots, but I think they'll push us up to 32 if we yeah, likely. sell out. So, uh, so Valleycon, if you don't know, I love Valleycon. It's it's always been a pretty good event to be honest. Um, it's an upper hut, so like north of Wellington, 40 minutes north of Wellington. 
Uh, it's on the 15th and 16th of May. It's two days, um, 2,000 points, five rounds. Competitive match play or just, you know, like come hang out with your mates and roll some dice match play. You know, like the packs, the fields separate themselves between people who want to be there to win and be sweaty and for people who just want to turn up and play some games just naturally. So um, it'll be a good time. Uh, you it can, used to be a sweat fest. Now it's a different time of year, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it used to be like the end of January in a hall that has no Jesus. air conditioning and you're in there with like it's 300 so sweaty fat white people. <laughs> so it's bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, because it sounds like they're wanting to stick it around this time now, aren't they? Because I think they knew that it was a problem yes, about how yes, fucking hot it was in that, that, yeah. in that hall. Yeah, you would literally get up to like the mid-30s, which... Our Australian mates will be laughing at us, but for New Zealand, that's a bit of an anomaly, to be honest. Yeah, so 15, 16 for May, 2,000 points, five games, Saturday and Sunday, obviously. It's a week before Masters, so if you're going to Masters and you're in the area, it's good preparation. Um, the missions are Battle for the Past, Scorch Earth, Shifting Objectives, Knife to the Heart, Places of Arcane Power. Uh, if you want to know more about it or get the players back, get in touch with myself or just go to the age of sigma new zealand page which is literally what is it tubby is it just called ages age of sigma new zealand community that's it. i normally yeah look for um is this for the sorry i'm like zoned out yeah yeah i know it <laughs> <laughs> was words and, I, I got that bro. Uh, i got yeah. that yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down, don't worry. Uh, so it's Age of Sigma New Zealand Community Facebook page. If you go to that and go to the events tab, then there's people post their events in there. Uh, so that's a place that you can find out. Then we've got Masters the week after. Uh, you'll know about it if you've been invited. Um, and then if we go as far to June, there's Can Opener AOS, which I really don't know much about. I'm just literally clicking on it now. Um, but it looks like it's a charity event that is up in Auckland because it's talking about if you bring cans of food to donate then you get some bonus points so that's, that's cool. cool it looks like it's supporting the Auckland City Mission so it's an old old charity event um, that pop up from time to time so, so there might be some it's four games of 1000 points of Age of Sigma it's a one day event uh, it's hosted by Tim Lee um, I don't know Tim personally but if he's hosting a charity event I assume he's a pretty good cunt so check that out if you're in Auckland or if you're nearby and want to travel to it um, and then lastly, you got Age of Sigma at Call to Arms, which is the local one here in Wellington, which is near and dear to my heart. And it's in Kilbeni. It's the 3rd of July, 3rd and 4th of July, which is a month earlier than normal. Normally it's in early August, which is quite good because normally it's like immediately after a GHB and it's normally one of the first events in the world um, with the new GHB. But mm. being the 3rd of July, it might be bang on release eh? or it might be the week after or the week before so yeah who knows we'll it's see. so uncertain with the next edition coming out yeah dude it's 100 percent is but it's two days five games two thousand points match play which is it's it's pretty vanilla from what i understand and i'm not taking a stab at the tr or anything of the sort but in new zealand we've had bugger all events over the last year because of obviously with covid so it's actually kind of cool to see a bunch of sort of, you know, vanilla events. And by vanilla, I just mean two days, you know, five games, 2,000 points. And it's hosted by Jono. Uh, Jono's done it the last couple of years, and he's done a good job. He brings you chocolate fish and um, 
again, the best place to check out information on that would be if you go to the Age of Sigma New Zealand community page and then just hit that events tab and look through there. Yeah, man, I think that's about all I had to say. Is there anything else you wanted to plug or is there any topics you wanted to talk about or is there any shade you wanted to throw out to anyone? Or uh, anyone to shout I, out or anything? This I feel all? like I, I, I tossed, tossed enough shade at the very uh, intro, think, to be honest. I think your shade um, was pretty soft-cocked, to be honest. Like, it I was pretty like soft-cocked. I feel like I'm it was not... subtle. It was there, but it was subtle and it wasn't, you know, I don't think a lot of people... Anyway... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to get my, my nuts out on the first cast. In a yeah, while. you're. I'm reading your drama, and it's like a four out of ten, bro. Oh, that's good. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine by me. Um, nah, uh, check out uh, like if you haven't checked out Smorgan's List Lab thing, absolutely hit that up. Because if you're anything like me, that's that's some actual good content at the moment. Um, yeah. And then I'm also doing like a weekly shit list on Fridays on on Twitter. So trying to keep myself involved in the hobby without it surrounding me like it normally does. But um, yeah, have a look at it. See if there's anything you think is garbage or maybe you might find a cool combo that I've brought up. Who knows? I love what you're saying, bro, but you've got a couple of important things in there. So I'll just finish that off for you so smorgy is from the dwellers below um sam morgan has it's a youtube page it's called age of sigma and it's spelled out age of sigma list lab uh says two episodes to check it out that's where you can find it that's what i'm referring to tubby you can't just refer to things and then not tell people where to find it (laughs) (laughs) and then yourself what's your twitter handle bro like, do you even know it? That's what I, that's uh, what I, I see. think. I think it's AOS Tubs. I think. If they want to find out Shitless Friday, which is yeah. due tomorrow, um, is due at tomorrow, time of recording. Actually. Yeah, so you're at AOS Tubs. So that's um, that's where you can find the Shitless tech that he, um, that Tubby puts out every Friday at the moment. And it's good. And I. I know what you mean. Sometimes it's like no drive or just because the hobby has been what it has been for the last year. So it's good to find ways to reinvigorate yourself by um, by putting lists out there, dude. Any teasers yeah. as to what it's for? I mean, it's not a teaser because you're not going to hear it. I'll hear it before. The next, the next one? Yeah. I've been fucking because with... Because by the time I've... this comes out, it'll be out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, but I've been fucking me. with a bunch of Nurgle lists lately. I've been fucking with some KO without him. So, like, the only rules I've got for it is if you take a battalion, you can't take a sub-faction. And if you take a sub-faction, you can't take a battalion. Because um, I'm sure I've ranted about it before, but if you take a battalion and a sub-faction, you're not fucking writing a list, cunt. You're just, like, filling in a spreadsheet. Um, so I've got, yeah, a Nurgle one that I've been fucking around with. I've got a KO one with no Skyport that I've been fucking around with. Um, and I wrote a super funky doc one today as well that is either absolute trash or um, maybe actually kind of good. I don't know. Cool. We'll we'll judge it when we see it, dude. We'll yeah. Absolutely judge it when please we see do. it. Please do. Yeah, man. Um, anything else you want to? Oh, do you have some news that you can share with maybe our Australian friends, or is it a bit too early? Maybe a bit too early for that. But okay. We'll we are probably going to come and fucking steal one of your trophies again. Just like normal, man. Just Four like of normal. them. 
Yeah, all four at once. <laughs> yeah, all the play scenes. Um, that's Tubby as well. It's not me. So if you wanted to see me for whatever reason, just don't get your hopes up because it's not coming. It's not happening. Yeah, dude. Awesome. Anything else, or do we just call no, it there? I think I think that's I think that's me. Yeah, that's yeah. you. So it is. This has been a bit of a rusty, non-topic first episode. <laughs> we're back for a while, but I'm looking forward to doing more of these, dude. Because as I mentioned, yeah. my my own hobby buzz has been lacking in like getting on the mic and talking. I mean, we talk about hammer all the time, but we don't often just like record it or jump on mics and do it. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to us doing more of this, and especially in the run up to Masters, I want to try to do some stuff a bit more often. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Sick, bro. Oh. All right, we're going to leave it there because we don't know how to finish a podcast because it's been <laughs> fucking months since yeah. we've done one. Like, so. how do you wrap this up? Yeah, you just say, see you, listeners, and we'll be back in your ears when we are. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind Up in here, up in here Y'all gonna make me go all out Up in here, up in here Y'all gonna make me act a fool Up in here, up in here Y'all gonna make me lose my cool Up in here, up in here I got to bring it to you, cowards, then it's gonna be quick I know you made up in the jail before Suck my dick, you know the mother cat you run with Get done with, done quick Poke the dog with some bum shit I, They go to gun click Now one one shit All over some dumb shit Ain't that some shit They niggas remind me of a strip club Cause every time you come around It's like what? I just gotta get my dick sucked And I don't know who the fuck You think you talking to But I'm not him I explain to watch what you do Or you gon' find yourself Very next to someone else And we all thought you loved yourself But that couldn't have been the issue Or maybe they just saying that Now cause they miss you Shit a nigga tried to diss you That's why you laying on your back Looking at the roof of the church Preacher telling the truth and it hurts Y'all gon' make me lose my mind Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me go all out Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me act a fool Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me lose my cool Up in here, up in here Off the chain, I leave niggas soft of the brain Cause niggas still want the fame off the name First of all, you ain't back long enough To be fucking with me and you Strong enough. So whatever it is you puffin' on, I got you thinking that you Superman. I got the kryptonite, and I smack him with my dick in the mic. That niggas is characters, not even good actors. What's gonna be the outcome? It's out of all the factors. You whack, you twisted, your girl's a hoe. You broke, the kid ain't yours, and everybody knows. Your own man say you stupid. You be like, so I love my baby mother. I never let her go. I'm tired of weak ass niggas whining over foot that don't belong to them. Fuck is wrong with them? They fuck it up for real niggas like my man's in them who get it all from the strip for the hands with them. Man, y'all gon' make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me go all out. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me act a fool. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me lose my fool. Up in here, up in here. I bring down rings so heavy it hurts the head. No more talk. Put him in the dirt instead. You keep up, that you trying to end up red. Cause if I end up dead, I end up dead. Cause you just soft type nigga. Fake up north type nigga. Push like a soft fight nigga. Dog is the dog, blood sticking than water. We done been through the mud and we quicker the slaughter. The bigger the order, the more guns we run out. When the finna, everybody come out. When the body burn out, send in the sun out. I'ma keep the gun out. Nigga running his mouth, I'ma blow his lung out. Listen, your ass is about to be missing. You know who gon' find you? Some old man fishing. Grandma wishing your soul 
confess, but it's hard to digest with the sound of the hole in your chest. Uh, y'all gon' make me do my blinds. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me go all out. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me act a fool. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me lose my cool. Up in here, up in here. One, two, meet me outside. Now. Uh, uh, uh.